Hey everyone, welcome back to Cafe Confessions. I am one half of your host, Shalika, and I'm here with Brie, the other half of this show. Y'all AJ. can't see Brie, but like I said, I told her earlier, she's giving me spoken word. She has the lights all dim, hair up, okay? Bag lady. <laughs> I will take it. You know I love me some Miss Baju, so I will take it. This is actually just happenstance. Um, laptop is not working. You know that. Okay. Technical difficulties always. And always. then on top of that. My boyfriend's com- fiance's computer is a dinosaur. So I'm sitting <laughs> up here with a makeshift lighting system that is giving spoken word. It's giving documentary style, you know, HBO 1990. Like It's giving Rhapsody <laughs> in the Basement one light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what you're getting today. That's the energy I'm coming okay. with. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you know what? I'm not even mad at it. I, I actually like it. We should do this more often. Maybe, you know, we haven't really done like a late night uh, episode in a minute. Oh. We've been on our early bird stuff. Ma'am, you sound like a senior citizen. It is 5.30. This is not a late <laughs> night. <laughs> okay. Uh, 5.30 versus what? 8, 9 a.m. After yes. a, a night of going hard. I'm sorry that I like this time. If that makes me an old lady, I'll take that. Anyways, well, we need to do this time more often. I didn't know that you preferred um, evening shows. I mean, I think I, I do like the evening. I don't mind getting up and just like not to say getting it out the way, but like I feel like I have more of the day when when I do it earlier or when we do it earlier. It's kind of like working or working out. It's like I did it. That's done. I don't have to, there's like no anticipation. It's it's already done. We're good. You know, right. so we could we could switch it up next season. Oh, I think so. Yeah. I'm okay with switching it up. I didn't. I don't mind the evening show. It's just that I like. We'll get into the drinks, but I feel like I have more range in the evening because morning I'm drinking coffee. Drink <laughs> introductions are usually a waste of time in the morning because it's going to be coffee. I can <laughs> spice it up. Yes, in the that we could have alcohol in the evening. You know, we could do a little bit more teas. You do tea anyway, but me, I need my caffeine. Do I'm doing tea. my caffeine. I do, mm-hmm. I do love me some tea. You know what? I know when we first started, we were like, we're going to have this type of drink. We're going to be introduced. We need to reintroduce that because I need to step up my tea game. That is my goal for next season. Next season, you heard it here first. I am going to have a different drink at least every other week. Yes. I'm switching it up tonight. So okay. you're in store you for a surprise. I will. Well, we, we, we will get, get to we'll it. Get there. We will get, we'll to, get to, to the drinks. <laughs> <laughs> why, okay. so why are we waiting to get to the drinks? What's going on? Because we have a special guest. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we our, have our dear lovely. friend, Lo. Shay's hey, <laughs> amazing friend. Beyonce stand. Um, just amazing. Just amazing. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Uh, come on, come on. <laughs> oh, hey, y'all. So first, I want to say you hit that bag, lady. Thank you. Okay, I was like, because oh, I was Jay, like, in my from? mind, I was like, ooh, anybody going to catch that note? Anybody no, going to yeah, say I something? It. I caught it. I oh, caught thank it. you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, so hi, you guys. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a little nervous. Don't be nervous. We've been waiting. the pods. You Girl, know, I'm nervous. just a listener. She's lying. Okay. Yeah. She's a listener. <laughs> but when we get together, it's like, we're looking to low. Like, what you got to say about this? And I'm, a, oh, you know, you go ahead and introduce yourself. Like, but yes. this is I have something to say girl. about that, too. I'll let her introduce herself, but I want to comment on it. <laughs> 
Okay, okay. So I am L'Oreal, aka Lo, and I am a history teacher currently. So I'm real into the social, you know, aspects of things, like very into it, probably too much. That's why I made it a career. Um, I teach high school, which is fun (laughs) and crazy. And (laughs) I am an open-minded individual who loves friendships. I'm an ambivert, so I do need my alone time as well, Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. and I just enjoy sporadic things and I guess spur the moment type uh, energy mm-hmm. and being on your feminist stuff like, absolutely mm-hmm. she does not mind telling you like it is and yeah, I, love that about I you. really don't mind and I really enjoy conversation about things like that and when it comes to hearing different perspectives I'm open as strong-willed and strong-minded as I am I am a decent listener and I listen to understand. (laughs) So I do try to hear people out. You know, I'm not, not too tough, but yeah, I do have my, my opinions on things. So we want to hear them. Yeah. We want to hear them. It is a safe space. Opinions are welcome here. That's what we do. We do that. I appreciate that. You're raising our youth up. Okay. I feel like. Mm. This is an important job in our society that does not get paid enough for. We can't even say enough thank you for your services because you guys are taking care of our kids. You're raising America, you know, as we know it and changing lives, changing the face of the country. So thank you for your service. Yeah, Yeah. thank you. We definitely need more teachers that care. And Lo, you are one of those teachers. So give yourself a pat on the back, a hug, a hoorah, all of that because you're doing the damn thing. (laughs) Uh, My kids need to go to whatever school you're at Mm because I know they'll be well taken care of. (laughs) But what are we drinking? What's what's everyone drinking? Bri, I'm going to start with you. What you drinking? Okay. So I have a special blend tonight and that is because it is my moon time. I was blessed by Mother Nature um, today. (laughs) I was, I was like, like, what's the moon time? <laughs> okay. <laughs> My cycle has came. Okay, come, I guess you could say. And um, I was like, well, I got to make some tea specifically for that. So I blended up a couple of herbs. I have a little bit of lavender, a little bit of chamomile for like calming and relaxation, of course. Um, some red raspberry for healthy blood flow and easing up those cramps. I have some calendula in here and I also have some marshmallow root and oh, rose. Rose is like all about like femininity Mm -hmm. and stuff. It's like a beautiful herb. So I am drinking some really good stuff. I'm very excited about this. You got the herbaceousness. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want, Shay? I'm on some wine. <laughs> no. I can't tell you two. Yes, yes, yes. It's five o'clock. Okay. Party time, Shay. We're we're turning up. You know what? It's a special Always. occasion. Mm-hmm. Lowe's over here. She. <laughs> this is Lowe's fault. She poured me a glass of wine. I sure did. We have a little charcuterie board. Filled it to the brim. Listen, <laughs> I hope I can make it to the end of this show. But if you, if I don't, you know why. But um, what type of wine are we drinking right now, Lo? It is Merlot. This is Merlot? Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. Okay. Shay's not usually a... You're not usually a red wine, huh? What are you? I feel like you're more... I'm a Riesling girl, okay? Oh, you are Riesling. Same, typically. Same. Mm -hmm. And I don't know much about wine. 
Same. Um, all I know <laughs> <laughs> is that this one looks really good. I feel good in the morning after a night of drinking this wine. Oh, good. Which is not common for me. Oh, what is it? Do you... Um, Let me grab the bottle. She's going to grab it. Okay. Because I have <laughs> no idea. From? <laughs> from Stater Brothers. Oh, okay. Plug. Sponsor. Sponsor. Accessible to everybody. Anybody can get this. Okay. <laughs> yes. What? Merlot Rosé. South Coast they Winery. They're trying to fuck us up with this one. They are. A Merlot Rosé. It's a good one. It hits right. You know, it's you sleep heated. well. Mm. No effects in the morning. Because you know me and my, the things that I got going on with alcohol here. It's, it's a no for me most of the time these days. Okay. So... I might have to steal this other bottle because she got another bottle <laughs> over there. I might have to take that one because this is really good. You can have it. You can have this it. is really, really good. You know what? I feel like I've come a long way because I remember back in the day when I used to hang out with Ree and our other friend, these girls would have a wine bottle to themselves. Yes. And I'm just like, let me just get a little glass. <laughs> with a straw in it. With a straw. And I'm just like, let me just get a little glass. And they'd be like, okay, grandma. And you know, mm -hmm. I'm just like- I feel like <laughs> I'm better now. Like now I can take a whole bottle to myself, <laughs> you know? Yeah, like back then they were making fun of me. But now, hmm, look at you. Girl. But now I cannot take a whole bottle of wine by myself. I don't know what That's type what of time get. I was That's on. What you get. <laughs> but I was on some crazy ass time because you I, were in wild. your wine era before you needed to be in your wine era. <laughs> That's what you get. Now like at 23 drinking bottle of yeah, whole, mm -hmm. like I had like a divorce, three kids, a house and bankruptcy <laughs> under my belt. Like that's how I was drinking yeah. wine. Now you're living like a retired life. Like <laughs> I'm retired. My kids are out of, out of college. They have their own families. I'm yes. drinking tea and coffee to get through the day, you know, yeah. going to Pilates and shit. That's what you get. You, you sped up the process. I'm right where I need to be. So. <laughs> Live your best life. Okay, that was how you read a bitch. Thank you very much. For Thank that. you. <laughs> okay, All right. so Shay, you got it. You got this. So, as you know, as a listener, every time you come on our show, this is Cafe Confessions, is it not? It is. So go ahead, Lo. Give us a confession. Oh, a confession? Oh, yes. Yes. You must confess something. <laughs> Anything. Must confess something. Oh my goodness. Don't you just love? I was not prepared. Yes, you sprung this up on me. Sprung it up. So I'm she, wanted one, she wanted the one right at the top of the dome. She was like, I want oh, it right. No. The very first one. <laughs> Give it to us. <laughs> okay, let me think. Let me think. A confession, like, no matter how small, big, <sighs> innocent, or bad, confess your sins, child. Oh my goodness. This Shay, is you hard, confess, you guys. You confess something first and then I'll confess to make her more comfortable. Yeah, lead the way. And then mm. I'll I'll give you something. You get a triple whammy for the price oh, of Oh, I one. was like, give me some of what? She said. <laughs> 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 I don't even know, Lord. Uh, Jay, go ahead and fast forward through this part. Uh, oh. My confession. Uh -oh. <laughs> Is that last night at Sis's concert, I was being a complete perv. And I was like, if this woman wanted me right here at hey the now. stage, I would be right there. I would be running to her. <laughs> All Who, SZA or, or a woman at the, the concert? SZA! What? Oh. Not some random? Oh, I was like, okay. <laughs> no, no, not some random. Not I mean, random. that's like a, that's a hall pass though, right? Hey, you hey, get a hall pass you didn't say... 
You didn't say what type of confession. You just said a confession. I led the way. <laughs> you led the way. You led the way. You did. My confession is not, these are innocent compared to what I'm about to say. I feel. I feel. Okay, I got to get this off my chest. I hate my neighbors. I hate, that's not the confession. I hate, <laughs> <laughs> I hate my neighbors. I really try not to have hate in my heart, but. I do. I feel it boiling and brewing. The ones above me. Um, they have moved into stomping 3 a.m. and all mm-hmm. day. Sometimes I fantasize about two things specifically. One, I go up there and it's like 3 a.m. in the morning. I have my bonnet on. I'm fucking exhausted. And they woke me up out of my sleep and I'm banging on the door. I'm like, boom, boom, boom. Right? No bra. I'm looking crazy as fuck. <laughs> She opens the door and I bow right to the face and I walk back to my apartment. That's fantasy number one. Fantasy number two. <laughs> I do not have a gun in the house, y'all. I'm not saying I have a gun. I'm not saying anything. But I do fantasize about shooting a random shotgun in a random spot in their apartment yeah. and going back to sleep. And these are things that I'm dealing with. This is, this is psychosis. So, yeah, be light on your feet when you live an apartment. Some people mm-hmm. might be crazy. I'm a sane person handling this. I'm I'm sane and I'm thinking about these things. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I mean, are they do they are they having parties or something? Or are they just moving like like they're dragging their feet, or something? stomping their feet? Yeah, I'm about to send a message to the office and let them know I want to have a mediation in person because I have created a paper trail for five months and I can't do this anymore if I'm starting to fantasize about (laughs) punching you in your face it's time to shut the party down it is time to seek out some help so pray for me that's the worst part about being in an apartment because you really just can't control that you can't control people you can't stomping at all dogs, hours of the people's night. yappy ass dogs mm-hmm. and then like what if they are um not what is not nocturnal oh. um oh like the night shift and they're yeah. up in the middle of the night yeah what is that mm-hmm. called insomnia like oh, insomniacs mm-hmm. yeah so what if they are insomniacs and you know th- those are their hours to be up but <laughs> ding. but during the day you know they're knocked out sleep like maybe that's when you can get your revenge yeah, I moved my speaker up to this really tall shelf in my house, and I just blast my movies when I'm chilling because I'm so mad. And I, you know what? I'm too, I'm being petty. I know that, but like, I'm literally being driven to insanity. Like, they wash clothes at 3 a.m. in the morning, and I hear their dryer, don don't, 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 and I'm like, bro. I, I have to resort to sleeping on the couch because it's by the window and at least I can hear the cars and it eases the the stomping. But I digress. Uh, I digress. I was going to say, I don't think you're being petty enough. I feel like if you really want to be petty since you're doing it at 3 a.m., you, I'm sure you get up like really early. You can start blasting your music or, well, then you got to think about the next door neighbors. Yes. I was going to say, I you should like the next have your speaker at like 5 a.m. on the dot. Or, oh, put like a little alarm right in front of their door at 5 a.m. Like one of them like wound up ones mm-hmm. and just like mm-hmm. put them in front of the door. <laughs> I thought about following them to the parking garage to see what car they drive so I could possibly stab their tires out. I thought about <laughs> placing dog shit. 
on their their little welcome mat and just stomping on it or like me I have thought about some wild things that are not necessarily me Mm -hmm. I'm just saying y'all I just feel like I'm tiptoeing in my apartment because I care about my bottom neighbor like I don't want to be you know waking them up we got to work everyone needs peace when they're at home so we're up here tiptoeing we're quiet and then to live above somebody who doesn't live below they're on the top floor they don't give a fuck they don't have to hear nobody stomping so they don't even think about it so whatever what if i'm moving to like the highest floor or something you think that'd be possible yeah, I'm going to talk to them. We either need to move, even if it's not in this building. They have th- two other buildings in Long Beach. Give us a new apartment. But I'm going to do it with her. I'm going to sit down with her ass. I'm going to be like, put us in the office together. Principal office. Mediation. <laughs> you know? I just don't. I hope yeah, they do Yeah, I think it. that's necessary. Especially if you come at them, you know. Um, um, with respect. Yeah. What's that saying? You get more... Uh, these flies, flies, yeah, yes. Okay, enough about me and my bullshit. Lo, you are stalling. <laughs> what the hell is right. this? Right. <laughs> like, keep going. Oh, I'm to. <laughs> What's your confession? Do I want to keep it PG? I mean, this is cafe confession, baby. I think you want to go all out because we want triple X. <laughs> we'll settle for X rated, but if you can do triple X. <laughs> <laughs> So I was just talking to somebody the other day about when you're a teacher in this modern society mm-hmm. with social media and all the things to track down your teacher's lives. Before we'd see our teachers in the store like, oh, you're a human? Like yeah. you're out here grocery shopping, yeah. you know? But now I feel like kids try to find all the things, you know? What, you kind of want them to find you? No, absolutely. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm trying to be seen. No, no, no. She's trying to be like, no, no. okay, but <laughs> I don't. But I mean, we have to live too, right? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Like, we're humans, especially young teachers. Like, we're out yeah. here too. Yeah. We Shaking have social media, weekends. right? Mm-hmm. Shaking ass, like on our stories. And they mm-hmm. can't see that. But like, if that were to happen, it's like, what do you do? Because back in the day, it was like, oh, don't let your employer see your mm-hmm. social media and the things that you do and the alcohol and the stuff. But it's like, one, I need drugs to survive these kids day to day. That drug being alcohol. Okay. <laughs> no others for me. <laughs> and I don't know. We're humans. You're human. Too, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I feel like. Maybe that's why they don't drug test teachers because they know them fucking they kids know are stressful. Damn well. I feel like the principals are definitely doing a line of code. Mm, uh, gotta be <laughs> dealing with parents rings. and yeah. the kids. Yeah. Have and the ever, discipline issues. And... Have you ever wanted to like fight a, a parent? Um, not yet. Oh, mm. not yet. She said, I'm it's not above been... it. Okay. She said, I'm not above <laughs> it. Right. I'm, hmm. What you wanna do? <laughs> what you wanna do? Email me real quick. Let's see. Let's see. Or you on a scale um, from one to ten, um, <laughs> what do you rate? Fuck them kids. <laughs> Wait, ten being fuck them. One being, I would say a nine. <laughs> <laughs> There's one one level of okay, like you need guidance. Mm-hmm. I get it, mm-hmm. but them attitudes. 
that you deal with on a daily, like you need to no, no. I'm taking off for, you know, a couple days because fuck them kids. Like I don't care. I don't and there's you. so much to it, but it's 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 rewarding seeing the few that like really take in what you're saying and what you're trying to teach them. Yeah. But the others, mm, fuck mm. them kids. <laughs> so a nine. A nine. Okay. Um, so my confession. Oh, I thought that was a I don't okay. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I'm an open book. Okay, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I'm probably a little too open sometimes, but that's just who I am. Okay. Um, which is unlike a Scorpio, I guess. I've heard that we're very secretive and really. That's what I've no. heard. I'm not I have really never like heard. That. I've never seen a secretive really Scorpio. Oh no. That's not a like, thing. I don't think so. I okay. feel like y'all are like mysterious. Wild. But I'm not mysterious. She said wild. <laughs> I don't know. I think there is a level of mysteriousness with Scorpios, but it's kind of like you want us not to know, but we know. We know. <laughs> we know y'all be getting down. Like we mm. just know, you know, mm. like y'all come off as more like sneaky than mysterious. Okay. But like sneaky. not innocent. Uh-huh. Mm. Who do we know that's a Scorpio? Okay. In, am I thinking of who you're thinking? You know, our Scorpio friend, a male. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Now men are Send much me a different. Send me a message. Women. Oh, wait. <laughs> yes. <laughs> You got it. Yes, correct. correct. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> I didn't know yeah. they were a Scorpio. Yeah, right. Okay, maybe we talking about somebody else. We'll, re- we'll Y'all reconvene tell me. Y'all tell with this. But yes, Lo, I think that you are sweet as pie. But I don't put nothing past you, <laughs> especially in the bedroom for some reason. You know, it's like <laughs> really, yes. It's oh my gosh, that's freak of the such week, such a right? thing for Scorpios. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. It's giving happy man, happy life. Like, (laughs) (laughs) okay, wait, back to your confession though. What the hell is your confession? Okay. So it's kind of along the lines of that. That's why I said, should I keep it PG or should I just go? It's not like terrible. It's nothing crazy. Okay. I don't think, but, um, basically I've never, um, and this might be a common thing with women. I don't know. But I've never owned a vibrator um, up until the past couple of months. Oh, new. And it's interesting. It's 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 interesting. You know, I'm all, well, before the vibrator. Wow. Manual. Okay. If that, okay. you yeah. know. Okay. Um, and, yeah, it was just something that we were just like, huh. Why oh, not? so this was a Why group not? decision. This it was wasn't, a- ah, okay. okay, so compa- talk to us about it. How, how is it? What's the difference? <laughs> so I would say that the... How do I tiptoe around, like, the words? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, O, the big O? The big O. The big O. Is much more intense when it's manual. When it's, like, built up and you're you know, hands much more intense. And the with the vibrator, the big O is kind of, it's there. It's for sure there. Mm. It's, a, it's a quick punch though. It's like mm. a pop. Yeah. And then it's kind of done. 
Yeah. Okay. God. Yeah. So I that's that. kind of my my take on that. So is it something that's going to stay or? It can stay, but I don't want to become like desensitized and gotcha. like rely on that because for what? I'm 30 now. So 30 years of my life. Well, you know, uh, half of that roughly um, has been manual and it's just it it's worked mm-hmm. that way. And it's more intense that way. So I would mm-hmm. rather that, but it's a quick fix when it's just like, oh, let me just, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. relate on the opposite end because like I've always been vibration, but literally soul sisters right now this week, um, I guess this is like getting really personal. We decided that we're going to start sex therapy. So I reached out to a sex therapist just yesterday to um, book an appointment to start sex therapy because I feel like before we like get married, I just want to see like, let's get all of our shit out on the table in that department. Because I feel like we've been together for 10 years and like, I think we have a pretty healthy sex life for a 10 year relationship. But I also feel like 10 years comes with like a lot of different um hangups too like a lot of different I'm trying to tiptoe around it like like she said (laughs) but like a lot of different nuances like Mm. in the bedroom that we've been kind of coming in contact with specifically after I went through my termination of my pregnancy Uh, I completely changed about how I felt about my body and that has kind of affected me in the bedroom so one thing that we decided to do was we're going to stop using vibration and we are going to get in sex therapy. So all this to say is that, yeah, I'm on the other end of this and I'm just kind of nervous because I have been so used to it. And I'm just like, I need to get back to like being in touch with my body, literally. Mm-hmm. And I'm just getting anxiety thinking about like saying goodbye to my long term side boyfriend. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So what's sex therapy all about? Like, I mean, what are it is, supposed to help you with? It's pretty much like regular therapy. Like, let's say you have um, an issue when you go into therapy and they're like, well, let's unpack that. Like, let's get to the root. It's the same thing, but just in intimacy. So mm-hmm. I can go in there. No, I'll share this. This is something I'm pretty open about. Like, I feel like sex is all about feeling confident. And I feel like you want to look good when you're being fucked you know and i'm sorry if i'm being like no you're, you want you to, does that make sense yeah. like you mm-hmm. want to look good and i feel like that's a whole big part of like having a beautiful sexual experience and if i don't have the confidence within myself am i performing at my highest ability so it's like how do i get yeah. the confidence to be sexy and do things that i'm like oh i don't like the way i look in that position with the lights on like i want to work past these things so that's what the hell i'm gonna do i'm gonna go in there and just be like here's my fucking shit help me organize this yeah, get into <laughs> that that's really good honestly yeah. I was nervous about telling you guys. (laughs) No, that's, and it's perfectly normal to have anxiety around that too. It's such a like private and kind of touchy, you know, thing. You've been with your partner for 10 years, like, Mm -hmm. you know, and there's just certain things that you might need to switch up a little bit and that's okay. Yeah. I'm not a sex expert. Like I'm just, there's no manual to like, you know, Only Scorpios. But. But. 
<laughs> okay, well, that's all I have to say about my sex therapy stuff. <laughs> I'm going to say, I, I think that's a really good point because I feel like a lot of people are probably going through that, but they're just not sure who to talk to about it. Um, you know, especially if you've been with someone for quite some time, you know, you want to, I don't want to say you want to switch things up, but you just want to make sure like it doesn't feel boring in a sense and like mm-hmm. you still have that attraction to your partner it's not it doesn't become work it's still about that intimate moment between you and the person that you love so yeah mm-hmm. yeah thank you for sharing that I, i'm i'm know our listeners and myself are really excited to hear you know what happens after this yeah i'm glad I'm you shared that yeah. please do because that's something that a lot of us might you know end up doing mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm happy to share and i feel like this is out there, you know, like there's no harm. People are always like, oh, black people, I would say therapy is not for me. But I feel like it is so beneficial. And if we can have therapy of the mind, then why not the body, you know, the intimate mm-hmm. department? So, yes. OK, back on topic. This was about low. This was not about me. Congratulations <laughs> on your vibration. I love that. I truly believe every woman should have at least one vibrator in their life. Like at least it's a different experience. I was very like, Oh no, like I'm good where I'm at Mm -hmm. manual. We're good, but it's a different sensation. It's, it's interesting. So yeah, I would encourage trying. So not, not to be in your business, but I'm about to be in your business. So this being your first vibrator, did you ever have problems, you know, orgasming, you know, prior to your fiance? No. No. Okay. Mm. So I feel like sometimes people will like go the vibrator route when they're like, I don't want to say like when they're missing something, Mm. but sometimes they do. uh, I would Mm -hmm. assume so. I mean, I know for me, like until my recent partner, I never, ever, ever experienced (laughs) orgasm with any partner that I had been with. Mm. I didn't even know what that felt like. Like a a vibrator gave me my first orgasm. So Mm -hmm. like- Maybe that's not good to start off because it's like you're there are two different types of, of sensations, you know, and like you mentioned, right. the vibrator is like hard and fast, mm-hmm. and like it just comes at you. Whereas, you know, regular intercourse or, or manual, it's like it's more of a slow, but it's still satisfying, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like, you know, for the ones that did start with the vibrator, maybe having regular sex with their partner would almost like not live up to a vibrator like orgasm Uh, yeah and see that's what i was always kind of it was in the back of my head you know hearing in my early 20s friends oh yeah vibrators this and that sex toys it was kind of in the back of my head like i want to be at a point where i'm experiencing the pleasure on my own mm-hmm. with just my own body mm-hmm. uh, before introducing other things. And I think that's why it just took so long for me to get to that point. Um, and I feel like now that it's here, I would rather, you know, I'm so used to the other way yeah, and the intensity of the other way that it's like, that's more satisfying to me. Uh, but I've never, and that's probably why I didn't seek it out sooner. I've never had an issue um, orgasming. Mm. Nope. Not really. You know, um, it wouldn't be every single time I had sex, but like it, it, it happened frequent. Like you, yeah. Okay. Frequent enough. Um, yeah. So I wasn't really lacking or missing anything. Um, but yeah, it was kind of like a spur of the moment type of, huh, this looks cool on Amazon. Mm-hmm. 
Um, let's order it. Let's see. Because I've never tried it. I love that you're experiencing that with your fiance, though. It's yeah, like, oh, it's fun. Yeah. It's a really fun time that we're in. So okay. I love that. What? Shout out to you. Um, <laughs> He's going to hear this and be like, what the? F- <laughs> you know him. Yeah. Very, very He's gonna be like, person. No. That's yeah. That's yeah. all right. This is anonymous. Opposites to attract. <laughs> <laughs> Opposites definitely do attract. <laughs> Okay. Well, moving right along, it's time to get into the nitty gritty of what we're going to be talking about today. And that topic is the black hair experience. This is a room full of black women. So we're going to get into it. I'm just going to leave it there. And Mm -hmm. if you didn't know already, now you know, this is going to be the last episode of the season. Yeah. So you better tune in. You better tune in. Our, yes, our last episodes are very special. I feel like having a guest, having you here, mm-hmm. I'm really excited. I know Bree's excited. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm excited too. Yes, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But with that said, we are going to start the show. I'm Bree. And I'm Shalika. And we are two long-term friends who get together once a week to chat over coffee or tea. Join us as we talk about all things black, white, and in between with With Cafe Confessions. Welcome back, y'all. Let's get right into tea over tea. (laughs) I'm so sorry. I'm messing up. Um, (laughs) It's that Merlot. It's the Merlot. (laughs) I'm going to pour some more. Okay. You're not anyway. Gonna be, you got to be jealous because I am sober. And I'm, <laughs> I'm going to have to take over the lead because Shay over here. <laughs> you are going to have to take over in a second okay. before you take over. <laughs> Let's get into this tea over tea. My tea over tea comes from CeeLo Green. <laughs> and I like to call this, now you knew better. you knew better you knew better (laughs) mr green decided he wanted to make a grand entrance (laughs) when he rode in on a horse it was giving very much my super sweet 16 but he was big as hell on that horse i really really feel bad for the horse and i'm so sorry i'm tearing into this man but when i read more into it y'all gonna know he deserved everything that i'm saying Now, I believe this was some sort of black rodeo event, but why on God's green earth would you ride into this club-like environment on a horse? You got loud music, you got flashing lights, you got people swarming in around you to take video. And at some point, I don't know if the the horse got nervous, I don't know what happened, but that man fell off the damn horse. And did some sort of tuck and roll. It was giving Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. It was giving, get your big ass off me. That's what it was giving. (laughs) So yeah, this man, he tuck rolled and jumped up faster than anybody I've ever seen in my life. I think he was embarrassed, rightfully so, you know. But my thing is, where's PETA? Because this is not right. This is not right. (laughs) I'm sure that horse was so scared. It's loud in there. It's dark. You have people surrounding Very it. Now, true. what if, you know, like, what if this horse started, like, bucking? What mm. are you going to do if someone got injured? 
I mean, I know he got injured, but what about the other bystanders? What if they got injured? What were you going to do then? You have money for a lawsuit, sir? So I'm just going to say this T over T, like I said, is now you knew better. You got what was coming to you. Okay. And that's all I got. He sure did. Because he did not take the other people in the club into account. No. That's the most selfish. Because, yes, horses buck. Horses get crazy. Yes. Especially well, like when you're on um in back of them, like you're near their tail. Right. And all that. There are certain like things you can't do. I'm sure people the are trying to music, touch like you loud said. music. It literally mm. looked like he just strolled into Dre's nightclub. <laughs> I on a horse, on horseback. I'm like, sorry. What type of music? What is the last hit? That he had for him to be like, let me rent a horse. Let me do, <laughs> let me do a whole ass entrance as if his last hit was not in 2009. Mm. I couldn't you. tell you one CeeLo Green song right now if someone said, mm. put a gun to, all I know is, I got one. And it's crazy. That's, that's, one I get in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy of him <laughs> to think. <laughs> Oh, horse is acceptable in the club, bro. Anyway, I'm sorry. That's First of all, if you see the video, this man wasn't like on it. Like he didn't look sturdy. He didn't look Not like the whole time. It wasn't, <laughs> this wasn't stable Rocking at back all. And forth. He looked like he was one gallop away from falling off that shit. And he did. And rightfully so. Because <laughs> get off me. What are you doing? What am I doing here? And also shame on you to the owners of that horse. You know, they walked in with him. They were holding on um, to the reins and, you know, guiding the horse around. But like you, sh they should have made an announcement. They should have closed it off because as soon as this man came in, people literally were like zooming in to just, you know, record and all mm, those stuff. And flash photography. And flash photography. I'm like, sir, did you get the attention you were seeking? Like mm. you should have just came in there regular, but you couldn't do that because- these people don't know you. They just see a nigga on a horse. Get right. down. Right. <laughs> they ain't saying, hey, that's C. Lil Green. They said that fat man's on a horse. And we need to get that <laughs> on camera. This shit about to end terribly. And guess what? Now you all over the blogs. <laughs> looking stupid. <laughs> well, thank you for yeah, that you funny asking over tea. <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Lil, what's your tea? So it's not like fully tea. I feel like I was trying to find something because... I don't like fully pay attention to um, celebrities as much as I probably should. Like it's interesting, but I don't like care as much. Um, so mine is more general. Yesterday I saw a picture of, and bear with me, of Donald Trump being arrested, but it wasn't Donald Trump. So mm -hmm. AI is really taking over and it's really scary. Like these AI generated um, images. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. The things that they can edit to look like real video also is like sickening because I feel like back in the day it was like, okay, is it real? Oh, take a video. That's real. Like yeah. that's, that's what it is, you know? And now there's no real like concept of, what is real and what's not. And that's scary territory. We haven't Absolutely. really dealt with anything like this outside of Photoshop, but that's on photos and like filters. And now it's getting into the territory of like creating full papers, AI, like typing up an entire paper about some like crazy topic or 
these photos that you think are real and videos yeah. that you think are real. Like our friend, I won't say her name because I don't know if she wants to be mentioned, but she sent us that um, video in our group chat a while ago. There is a lady being interviewed for this like documentary, but that's not the lady. Mm. Like it's com- a completely made up person. Mm. And the video looks completely real, like a real ass person. And now it's like the lines are blurred between what is even real anymore. Video is not even real. Bodies in pictures haven't been real forever. Now bodies in videos haven't been real forever. So what types of problems is this opening up? You know? Um, The first thing that comes to mind is police and Mm. faulty people in law pinning something on someone that did not happen, you know, a quick little edit. And it, it does look like, you know, you have planted drugs in your car. It does look like mm-hmm. you committed this crime. Um, I don't think it's, I know it's not good. I, I, you know, there's always like an angel and devil when it comes to um, technology. And it, it's just a little scary, honestly. It's, it's really like, okay, well, what's next? Because I know that they were trying to create um, human-like AIs, um, ones that like actually have flesh-like skin that have like a real, like real facial features and all that. And I'm not sure if it was, I'm not sure if it was like last year or like a couple years ago, where they were asking people if they wanted to do like a body scan, so like this AI could like look like them in a sense. But I just, I just don't see this being a good thing. Like it can't be like all, (laughs) like not to be like, you know, make a joke out of this, but like, did the movies not warn you? For real. (laughs) Did they not tell you like what's going to happen? It's like, I mean, that in itself, I feel like is created to get people, you know, used to the idea. So when it happens, Mm. it's kind of like, uh, I mean, we've seen it. Uh Yeah. There's no shock factor to it. Um, but I'm hoping, like our friend said, that there will be technology created to filter out those types of edited videos and pictures and things. Yeah. But I mean, like (sighs) at the end of the day, it's like the person that's viewing it, if they are not equipped with that knowledge, like they're just going to take it as true. Like how many people online right now, you know, get away with like using filters that are almost believable like mm. the ones that you can use during video and then you see this person in person and, and it's like look like that you don't even look like this mm. you know and they take it as face value yeah the way people believe things so quickly mm-hmm. like those posts where it'll have some type of breaking news headline mm-hmm. and it's false mm-hmm. it's completely false and in the caption, it'll say, like, see how easily you believed that just because you read it somewhere yeah. on the internet. So like, that must ugh. be true. Mm, yeah, it's there's a lot to it. A lot of issues and things that can come from that. You know, I was looking for um, on this topic. There is a performance piece in this art show, this art gallery, and I'm trying to find the name of it. But it's this robot who is dancing in front of this mirror. And that's all she does. She just dances in front of the mirror. She's a robot. But it is something so sinister about it. And like, it is pretty popular. I wish I had the name to share mm-hmm. with you guys. Have you guys seen this video? And it's mm-hmm. like, look that up. I will, I'm going to find it. And I'm going to send to you guys. I'm going to be very creeped out by this. But 
the whole point of art is obviously to like stir up some kind of conversation or to spark mm-hmm. some type of interest, right? And when I look yeah. at this, what you think, I mean, what anyone would probably think would be like, what is the future going to look like on two ends with robots and AI? Um, if they become sentient in any way, are we going to ever feel bad about the amount of work that we're putting them through? Like yeah. human rights. Human rights. Or yeah. rights. Sometimes this is probably a little weird, but sometimes I feel bad for my washer because I'm like, I'm just running you over and over and over again. Running you into the ground. <laughs> you know, I've never felt bad for like a piece of technology that didn't even look like a person. Okay, sorry about that, guys. We were having some technical difficulties, but in the time that we were off, I was able to find what I was looking for. So this is an artist. His name is Jordan Wolfson. He has a couple of art installations that kind of touch on this subject. So the first one that I was mentioning is called Female Figure, and it came out in 2014, and it's still actively working as we speak. And it is about a sexy robot with this strange face who's just constantly dancing in front of this mirror, never stops. And then one that really has brought people to like emotional impasses is this one called um, Can't Help Myself. And it is this robot that is pretty much essentially breaking down and oil is oozing out of the robot. And all it's doing is just trying to clean up this oil Mm -hmm. that it constantly keeps spilling Mm -hmm. because it's always in rotation. And it's just like breaking down over the years. When it first started, it was up and running perfectly fine. And then over the course of years, it just slowly started to So that wasn't part of the plan. That wasn't part of that the was, art. That was not a part of the art. The art oh, was weird. supposed to see how long the robot would operate. And yeah, it does the same moves. And I think the artist created it in a way where if oil did leak, that's what its job was supposed to do is clean it up. And it just broke down over time. And it makes people cry. Like when they see this piece of art, they're like, I feel really sad. So it raises a question of like ethics when it comes to this stuff. Like, is it ethical? I feel like these things do have the opportunity to become sentient if you put enough effort, time and attention into it. Maybe not even. Maybe even just with like the twinge of saying the right thing to it. You know, something can spark sentiency. And I don't know if that is... um, something that we should be able to delegate as humans like i don't believe that we have access to control life bring life in give things life take life away so that makes me uncomfortable when we talk about ai i really don't know on top of the safety hazard of like people being put in positions on videos that they're not necessarily comfortable with like we have fake pornography with somebody's face oh god you know what i mean i didn't even think about that Mm. yes yeah, that's a whole another type of sexual assault that we would have to oh, be open to. Mm-hmm. Honestly, <clears throat> that just reminded me. So there's this, well, it's canceled now, but there was this show um, that Jay and I used to watch on Amazon Prime. And it was around AI and then um, the whole community, honestly, like it was a worldwide thing. Like everyone would have help. So they would have these live in robots and they were okay with it because they didn't have a consciousness but you could, they looked like you and me. You could have sex with them if you wanted to. It was a feature that you could have. And then when you were talking about trigger warning, when you were talking about the sexual assault, um, I remember in one episode, the, one of the robots like regained her consciousness and she remembered everything that like the father was doing to her and end up, I believe she ended up killing him. 
Um, or it was like another person that was like in a like a prostitution ring and like she oh. ended up like one of her sisters or something ended up I killing know what like you're talking about yeah that's on HBO. Is it similar a- to westworld it used too. to be westworld. yeah yeah was it yeah. westworld no no it was, it was called humans oh, okay. but they're oh. it's the same thing westworld mm-hmm. um the trauma that they would when that one girl started like remembering what had happened to her over and over again a like frequent visitor mm-hmm. would assault her every single time and then she started to um hold on to those memories and remember them. And then she became, you know, conscious and yeah, that's really something we need to think about the way technology is and the way it's going. Like, and I think we get so trapped in it's normal to us. I remember watching Xenon back in the day and she was FaceTiming someone and I was like, Oh my, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. Like imagine. And that's every day for us now. Yeah. So we really can't put this past, you know, our society and our government. Yeah. And right now we're like, oh, that's not a real thing. It, it's not going to happen. You know, they're just, you know, testing things out. It's just a science project until 10 years from now, we have a livid nanny that was created. And, you know, so. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that's a, crazy. That is a very scary thought. I'm going to leave that right there. <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, that's something that is food for thought, something to just ponder on and very scary. You know, I'm not, you know, I don't know. And the just imagine like the the life expectancy of a conscious robot. They're here forever almost, Mm -hmm. you know, when they can start producing themselves and repairing themselves. Like (laughs) we're out of here. We're out of here. (laughs) It's over for us. So, Mm. yeah, I think we should remain um, conscious and remain aware and, you know, make others aware that that can be a reality. And that's all we can do. Yeah. Because we can't stop it. Okay. Well, that was tea over tea. (laughs) (laughs) My super, like, societal (laughs) tea over tea. No, thank you for sharing. Yeah, thank (laughs) you. If y'all have any questions, comments, or want to chime in on what we discussed today, you know what to do. Call our hotline or send us an email. Or, you know what? Send us a DM at this point. Send us whatever you need to send us. Moving on to our actual discussion, we are going to be talking about the Black Hair Experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Marie, what is your first question? Ooh, okay. I'll start happily. Thank you. So I have a question specifically for Lo, but I'm going to get into that a little later on the show. My first question, I hope it's not too much, but this is going to be on the relationship between hair and identity. So Mm -hmm. how does your hair express your heritage, your political beliefs, and your personal style? Ooh. Can I go first? Yes, please. Um... The way that it's been such a journey um, and how much I've changed in that opinion, I feel like before 2020, an Afro with anything was not it. I'm not rocking my Afro with any outfit. It doesn't go. It doesn't fit me, who I am. Um, And I was very against that. Like I was, and I knew it. I knew that I was conditioned into wanting straighter hair for myself. Um, 
And so when it comes to like my sort of personal style, it was very much like, mm -mm, mm -mm, not the natural hair with me. I see it on others and it's beautiful, but my texture and my hair, like, no, it's not going to go. Um, but that has completely changed in the last two years since being fully natural. Um, what outfit can't an Afro go with at this point? Like mm. it's, I've had to grow into that, which is crazy. It's really been like a major, Ooh, it's been a lot of work, but I feel more like myself now. And um, when it comes to political beliefs, it's more so, I don't know what the word would be, not as much political, but I've been going through this thing of like, armpit hair and why do we why do we feel the pressure to shave for what and a lot of people think that that's a really radical idea and that it's disgusting got a lot of people you know say that it's disgusting and you're gonna smell and this and that and then I men have their armpit hair many men and they live with it and they are living Loved and they're fine and and <laughs> it's accepted and it's it's interesting how much like um, people really really turn their face to that, mm. and that's been really interesting because I was put in a position where for a while I couldn't shave my armpits because of skin like issues and things. So I was letting it grow, and it wasn't very political. But it's interesting how our bodies are like politicized. Yes. You know, I was like, it's uncomfortable shaving for me. I break out in hives. I don't know what's going on. I'm going to let it grow. And that was met with so much like, ah. Oh, my God. You're leading okay. the feminist movement with your armpit hair. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, it's just uncomfortable, y'all. Like, I'm going to just let it grow. I'm not trying to be extra over the top, like, super feminist. And I, I am a feminist. But, like... That wasn't the whole point of it. And so it's interesting how it's politicized, but it's just because women's bodies are. So, yeah, when I had my hair, I mean, I still have it from time to time. I'll let it grow out. And it's just like, luckily, I have a partner that's very, very open-minded and here for whatever I do and supportive. Mm -hmm. Thank God, because I know there are so many people out there that would just be like, nah, nah, when I had that. That's disgusting. You're disgusting, you know? But yeah, it's it's a journey and it's it's a lot. And it's a lot for a lot of people to take in. Women in their body hair, natural yeah. body hair. Well, you, you answered the question that I had originally had for you was pretty much like, well, has been your experience as a black woman growing your body hair? But I want to touch on something you mm -hmm. said in the beginning when you were like, I was conditioned. You know, it is a lot of unlearning that goes into that self-acceptance, which is for mm -hmm. me. I'm not saying this for you. Crazy that we have to be like, oh, this is a process of me coming into accepting how things are on my body. Because that's the process. Oh, my Lord. And I mean, like, what does that start from? For me, I can't tell you your story, but... It would be my family members being like, oh, yeah, you got to get a perm. Like, once you have your period, we got to yes. perm your hair. Oh, your hair so nappy. Every time it's a hassle. It gives me this. It breaks my combs. And I'm, this is, and I'm just no. like, from a little girl into a grown-ass woman, I've been told, this is not good. 
Like, I'm sick of this. It's too thick. It's too that. I Too dry, too hard. It was just never good enough. And like that turns into self-hate. Mm-hmm. That would be like, I remember one time, I don't know if you guys ever had this experience, something like this. I used to go to a predominantly white school. And unfortunately, I'm saying this, unfortunately, my hair salon was across the street from my school. And it was a white hair salon. And there was one black chair. And my black hairstylist was from Jamaica. And she had different social standards. Like, she was not Americanized. She didn't give a fuck. Okay? The social cues were <laughs> a little off. <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. She was on something else. Okay? But I'm over here like... <laughs> oh my God, I'm coming there to get a perm. You know, like, I don't want these white people in here seeing me with a perm in my hair. And one time my friends busted in on me from my school as I have perm in my hair. And they're like snapping photos and they're like laughing. And a couple of white girls, like, what is this? You know, and I was so ashamed. Like, I just could not wrap my mind around the idea. Like they saw, I felt like I was like snatched out the closet, you know? Yeah, like the they crack. don't get it. <laughs> they don't, they get, don't it. get it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so this is like what you guys, and it was just like mortified. I was mortified because it was like, this is a secret. No one is supposed to know that black women hate themselves. That's what it really is underlying. Mm-hmm. It were closeted self-haters. You know, this is my experience. So that fucked me up. And I was like, I need to really rethink my hair. So Shay, I'm gonna let you answer or well, I'm gonna let you talk, but just wanted to. That's a really, yeah, I'm glad you shared that because we, I feel like we all have something similar, yeah, you know, and experiences similar to that for sure. At least the experience of getting perms from when we were young girls. And not wanting Um, the men to see you like, oh, (laughs) oh God. You know what? (laughs) Honestly, I didn't have that experience. Sorry. Um, I keep bumping you. I didn't have that experience because my mom was very anti-perms, but she was very much pressing the hair out. Like I never just had my hair in its natural curly state. I didn't get a perm, honestly, until I was high school in high school. And I had moved with my sister-in-law and my brother when I was living with them um, during those times. And my sister-in-law had a different hair texture than me. Her mother was white. Um, so, you know, um, looser curl, bigger curl, looser curl, but she even wore her hair very straight. So I felt like maybe she also didn't really know what to do with my hair. And, you know, I, not to say like I lost my mom, but like, I didn't have a very present parent, um, teaching me how to like do my hair. So like at, at a certain point, like when, you know, when you get older and you actually start doing your hair, it's like. All I know is braids and perms. And when I first started getting perms, I remember I had been burnt by perms. Like I just burnt. Nobody talks about that. Nobody talks about the chemical burn. Like that shit is insane. And for a while I was like, I just want my hair to be natural. I didn't even know what my natural texture looked like until I was well into my adult years. And I will say what changed things for me at at a certain point, uh, when YouTube was like really kicking off, like in the black community, you saw so many women like, okay, well, this is what I do with my hair. This is how I maintain it. But the first time I ever, ever, ever wore my hair natural, um, honestly, Brie, it's like when I met you. And I remember we went into this store and I had like, I had my hair braided or something like in my natural braids, like no extensions or anything. And I just unbraided it. And I was like, I like the way this looks. 
So from there, I went, I like really like dove into like my natural hair. And it wasn't that I hated it. I just never knew what to do with it. Like I never, I didn't know like what type of products am I supposed to use? I'm coming off of like permness. Like at I this age, remember like, th- you called me and you were like, what products do you use? And I was like, what? And you're like, I'm going natural. And I was like, and when okay. was it all three roughly? I was in my twenties. I was, mm-hmm. I had to be at least like 25, 26. Mm-hmm. And we gonna get into it, but that whole natural it. journey. Oh, oh, that was oh, a oh. very Story. beautiful, hard, <laughs> ugly, just a messed up experience on every end. But I will say that, like, even though my mom was anti perms, like she was very much, you're gonna be in the salon every two weeks. Like, so my hair was pressed. I, but if it wasn't a chemical burn, it for sure was a hot comb burn, and that's all I knew. So kind of ear. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Right, <laughs> but well, with that being said, Shay, like, so with your hair now or in the past, depending on where you want to start your story, like, what does that say about your heritage, your political beliefs, and your personal style? What does your hair say? I feel like I'm at a stage with my hair where it's finally where I want it to be. Like. I have been through so much with my hair that like I look in the mirror like when my when I'm having a good curl day, when I'm having just like a good hair day, I am so happy. I'm just like I worked for this. Like I put in the time to get it to the state and I never want to go back. Like in the past I felt like yeah, you know, I was getting all these perms and I was getting like my hair pressed out and stuff. I was like, but it didn't really feel like me. Like it was cool, but I felt like that wasn't my look. Like that wasn't who Shalika was. But like now my hair being natural, I'm like, this is who I was always meant to be. But I hope mm. I answered that question. I love I that. Agree with that too. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's spot on. Spot on. That is spot on for sure. And I, I love both. Like For one, I didn't even realize we're all natural in some way, shape, or form. We are all natural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we should have one of our weavy friends. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. That sounded horrible. I didn't want to. I feel bad saying like weavy friends, but like someone that wasn't natural to have like their perspective. So, I mean, with that being said, like, I do want to answer this question, too. I feel like let me let me answer the political beliefs first. I'm actually not very political, which I'm embarrassed to say, like, I feel ridiculous that I'm like not up on what's going on in the polls. I'm just like, okay, I'll You're vote for embarrassed. No. Okay, well, you <laughs> no. a history buff. I feel judged right now. <laughs> no, do not. It's all about learning and all, it's all just an experience and you take it as it comes. And yeah, no, don't feel embarrassed about that. Yeah, I think no. it's like, it it triggers me. And I don't know if, if people talk about this often. Politics make me feel anxious. Like some people can be in the space and they're just like, fucking fight for your rights. I love that. I will protest, especially when it comes to like our people being thrown out in the streets. But when I think about politics, I get anxiety, like literally heart palpitations just right now. Real and I don't anxiety. know what that is, you know, but I feel like my hair is automatically like, you're super liberal. I don't even yes. get a chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't even get a chance. Mm-hmm. And then people no talk chance. to me. They're like, <laughs> I didn't even open my mouth. And they're like, liberal. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I'm not conservative whatsoever. But 
still i'm just like you're talking to me about a bunch of politics and i'm just like huh like i'm not that girl and they're like uh-huh. but you assumed and now you're making an ass out of me and you because <laughs> right. i don't know anything about politics okay um <laughs> and then when it comes to like my heritage like that's really where i feel like my hair sparked from um I feel like people automatically assume locks with like the Rastafarian movement. And a lot of people don't know that that is actually relatively new. The Rastafari movement came out in 1930 and locks have been around since like ancient Egypt, ancient civilizations, Aztec in Hinduism. And it for me is like respect to my ancestors that came before me. I feel, I feel I've, I'm saying a lot, but I feel like my family tried to talk me out of getting locks. It was a lot of mm-hmm. hatred in that process that I had to be strong and be like, no, you know, like this is for my people. You may not relate to that story, but for me, when I look at myself, I know exactly who I am, what I'm doing this for. And my hair is timeless. You know what I'm saying? My locks will be the mm-hmm. same in 2000 years locks will be locks there's no fluctuations you know it's not gonna be a bad wig no shade to the wig wears but you know what i mean like things Mm -hmm. go in and out of style yeah does that make sense yeah it does it's timeless and then i feel like it is a spiritual thing for me because when it comes to like my personal style sometimes my hair is my accessory and are my statement piece i can dress them up Mm -hmm. i can dress them down they can express my mood you can tell when i'm feeling spunky when i'm feeling a little bit more creative and you could tell when i'm just like more laid back and polished and then also it's kind of like it's my antennas like they weed out people who are not for me things Mm -hmm. for me call in things that are for me so i feel like they're just like an extra layer of like my spiritual journey so that's how my hair defines me. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. That was a great answer. Yeah. Very in-depth. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but I passed the torch over to Lo. What's your first question? Do you guys see any representation of 4C hair in the media? Um, I'm going to say no, because if I if it takes me a while to like, try and pinpoint a specific person that right there will tell me like I'm not seeing enough like there probably are some people but like not enough um I definitely see like a 3c a 3b um like like a a mixed racially ambiguous type of hair texture when they are talking about black women um but we don't typically see like 4c hair why do you ask I ask because I feel like a lot of people aren't really aware of texturism in our Black households and society in general. It's something that I've become more aware of as I've grown out my natural hair because I have technically 4B hair Mm -hmm. Um, because I've definitely seen hair that is tighter, a way tighter coil than mine is, but mine... Different parts in my head are that. Yeah. So I'm kind of a mixture, but like a 4B. So I think, and I see it all the time when people talk about curl patterns and, oh, you got good hair. Mm -hmm. And that's like so prevalent in the black community. And it's to the point where we've had 
you know, someone that I know very well, their mother would say, oh, yeah, when um, their dad took them to get a haircut when when they were two, they came back and their hair grew in and it was ruined. It was ruined. It was, you know, it was very coarse all of a sudden. And two years old. Right. Yeah. So when that person, you know, got a little older and their hair started growing in more, the real texture came through when it was 4C. And that's kind of looked at as a problem. It's not, uh, it's not beautiful to many people. And it's unfortunate, but it's just something that I've seen across our culture and our households. I'll have to correct my mom sometimes. Um, She'll tell me when I slick it back, she'll be like, oh, you look like you got good hair. And I'm like, "Mm, (laughs) let's not do that. (laughs) Do you see what you did there? And she's very open-minded. She's an amazing woman. And she'll take that and realize that she said it, you know. But, yeah, I hear that all the time. And, it yeah. When it comes to forcing, you know, I actually wanted to talk about texturism and, like, the whole hair type chart. Like, but we'll get there. Um, I feel like when it comes to 4C hair or anything that's like not in the threes, it's only respected and it's only like praised when it's long. And um, Mm. because if you see a woman with a short afro, you're not going to be like, oh, my gosh, your hair, your your coils, they look moisturized or anything like that. I mean, like if you are a girl's girl or if you can just like show some appreciation for like any stage hair, then yeah, you'll do that. But for a lot of people, it's still viewed as like unattractive. Like Mm -hmm. I hate to say the word chicken head, but I feel like that's really what they like associate your hair with. It's like, for sure. Like as if like you couldn't grow your hair, like, but um, yeah, I I don't feel like there is a lot of representation. I, um, I second what you were saying. Like, I don't like the whole good hair conversation. I've had stylists tell me that. And even if they don't say good hair, they'll say like, oh, your hair is easily manageable. Like, mm. I don't mind, you know, braiding your hair because, you know, it's it's easily detangled. And I'm just like, at the end of the day, you're a stylist. You're getting paid for this service. Like, you telling me this isn't going to make me want to be like, I don't know. It doesn't like make me feel like I'm on top of the throne or I'm on some sort of pedestal because my hair is easily detangled. It's not, not for me. Like mm-hmm. when I'm going through it, I'm, I'm sure I'm still going through a struggle as well, just trying to get through my hair. Right. And, but you're going to school for this, you're getting paid for this. So like some of your comments are just like ignorant in a sense. And I feel like those, co- those same comments come from people who also have 4C hair. So it's like, mm-hmm. there is that self hate that they're spewing. Um, but yeah definitely yeah when you guys were asked when low asked the celebrities i literally was like and i had to land on macy gray wow nothing came to mind but macy gray (laughs) yeah Yeah. macy yes but that was like how long ago you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to out anyone i'm not trying to do the texturism thing but i feel like there's one big a-list celebrity right now that I feel would have, would be considered having like tighter coiled hair. But the way she went about her natural hair just kind of punched me in the gut a little bit. And I'm not, I'm actually just going to out it. It's Doja Cat. I know. I'm like, I want to know. It's Doja Cat. Doja Cat has, actually has tighter 
kinkier hair. Does she? Yes, she. You never would have known. So like, so I would think, oh, she's mixed and she has the bigger curls and. You know, that's just an assumption that we make. Right. That's just the assumption that we make. Homegirl has tighter coiled hair. And what really irritated me about Doja is that when she came out about her hair, because she was wearing wigs like forever and a picture leaked. It wasn't even her that posted it. A picture had leaked. And she was kind of like, oh, I hate my hair. Like, it's just too much. Like, I don't like keeping it up. And that's why she said she went bald because she just wanted to free herself. But I can't really lie. Sometimes I feel like Doja Cat is so disconnected from being a black woman. And this was like another layer of like, how disconnected can you be? You said all these horrible things about your hair before you cut it off. It wasn't like, I just want to start over. It was, I hate my hair. Mm -hmm. I don't like keeping it up. It's too hard to manage. All these things, these stereotypical kinky haired things that we hear. And mm-hmm. you have a platform. So I was very disappointed in her. And I love Doja. I do. That is I disappointing. do. Yeah. It's super disappointing. But I wanted to touch on you, Lo, like with you being a um, fair skinned woman in our community mm-hmm. and you stating you I have a kinkier <laughs> texture of hair. Do you notice mm-hmm. a difference in how you're treated versus how maybe someone who's your same skin tone with a looser texture? Like mm-hmm. normally that conversation is between like 4C being a darker skin woman. Like people right. automatically mm-hmm. assume that. So like what is your mm-hmm. experience? Fair skin, kinkier hair. I would say I haven't had much experience with that. I have noticed though that longer looser curls are definitely more desirable um in general so when it comes to more so like in college and things being around other girls who had very long loose curls mm-hmm. um that would tend to attract more attention than my shorter permed hair that was like pulled back in a bun cuz you know, I didn't have a a mane of bigger curls. So it wasn't something that was like very prominent. Mm-hmm. But I did notice at times like, oh, okay. Cause you know, guys would come up, ooh, I love the curls. Ooh, them <laughs> curls. You know, we'd be out, ooh, them like so <laughs> and it wasn't directed towards me because I didn't have those curls. Mm-hmm. Um so in that sense, yes, but I cannot wait to get into our combo about colorism because hold out, the way, hold out. Oof, oof, <laughs> I'm gonna hold out, but okay. I got some for you. For you, okay. There. All right. Yeah. Well, the mm-hmm. ball is in your court, Shay. What is your question? So my question is: Have you ever felt hair discrimination from a stylist? And the reason why I ask this is because I've been seeing a lot of stylists being put on blast for their requirements when it comes to a certain hair types. I've had a friend of mine um, share her sister's experience where a stylist said she refused to do her hair because it was too coily. It was too coarse. And it's a little annoying. It's a little disheartening because you're in the business to do hair, ma'am. Like if you, if you are a licensed cosmetologist, like 
why wouldn't you want to make sure that you cover every avenue, especially being a black cosmetologist? Like that's not mm-hmm. something I expect from our own people. And when they do these things, when they like shame people for their hair texture, you know, you're not helping people embrace who they are. Like maybe this was their moment to be like, Hey, you know what? I'm giving my hair a little bit of break. I want to go on braids. I want to do this, but whatever the case, whatever it is that you want to do. And then you have someone to remind you that you're the other, your hair is not desired. Your hair is a burden. And like, nobody wants to feel like they're a burden when they're paying for a service. So I wanted to know how you all felt about that as well. I do want to answer this if that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have not experienced this with modern day stylists. You know what I'm talking about? Like the Instagram, like pull up on me. I know that that does happen, but my story, we got to go back to like 2003. And this story is something that is like one of my big hair traumas. It was actually my dad's ex wife, she was a hairstylist. And I don't know what the beef was. Like, I never had any issues with her. I thought we were cool. But she would always ask to do my hair. My mom would be like, no, you're not Mm -hmm. getting your hair done by her. And uh, one day we were in the shop and we had somewhere to go, something important. And she was like, let me just do a nice little press out on you. So, of course, I'm like, yeah, whatever. Just, I want to look cute. Do my hair. And I remember I'm in the bowl getting my hair washed. At this time, I did have a perm. I was probably about 12. And she was like, this is going to be our little secret. And like, okay, you ever have like a predatory moment with an adult? And you're just like, looking back as an adult, that is something you full wholeheartedly deserve to have your ass before. Like it was so predatory. So she was like, this is going to be our little secret. You know, like, don't say anything about this. But this is our this is what we do to like get our hair like super silky and super shiny in the salon. But like we can't tell anybody because they'll shut me down if they knew about it. And really what she was trying to do was prep me and groom me to not tell my mom. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And she went into the laundry room and put fabric softener on my hair. And what? for it, fabric softener, fabric softener. I could not, I cannot make this up to you. I know this sounds crazy. And I like mm-hmm. wrung my head for years. Like, did I make that up? Because after that, my texture changed completely. A lot of people say that they lost their hair due to a perm. It was actually the fabric softener that broke my hair off. And I had went back home after like the weekend. And my mom was like, your hair is different. Like, what's going on with your hair? She was like, something's changed. And slowly mm-hmm. over a course of months, my hair fell out. And I had to completely start off. Fabric softener. Fabric softener. And you know how I realized Whoa. that that actually happened? When YouTube started up and I would do my wigs and people would use fabric softener on synthetic wigs to revive them mm-hmm. and i was like okay wow. this is a thing but she used this on my actual hair and i can't for the life of me understand if it was like sabotage or like what was the purpose but yeah that sits with me and i just feel like that was very predatory and discriminatory and i'm so young That's odd for sure you know yeah Creeps me out every time I think about it. Oh, yeah, that's that's weird. That's very weird. Did you you tell your mom, or is this gonna be the first time she's hearing this? (laughs) No, no, I told her. I told her. Oh my god, it was a big deal. They had almost gotten to like throwing throwing hands behind them. It was (laughs) it was not. It was a journey to say the least. All right. What about you, Lo? Wow. Um, 
I would say currently, yeah, but mainly because my texture is very tight. It's very dense. You can feel like it's just, it's there and I love it. I love how thick and dense it is and tight coiled, but I always have to blow dry my hair like bone straight when I get it braided. And the whole point of getting braids is, you know, it's a protective style for me. And when I have to blow dry my hair so much to get it so straight, it feels like I'm, you know, adding to the damage that doesn't need, that's unnecessary, you know? And so there have been multiple times I'll be getting my hair braided and they get to the tighter parts Mm. and they'll have to, or they'll bring out their blow dryer to get it more to, yes. And I'm just sitting there like, can you not like trying to pull my neck away? Like, is it really that necessary? I know it's thick. I know it's coily, but it's our hair. This mm-hmm. is our people. Like yeah. I, I'm not a braider, never will be, but I will pay whatever for a braider that can braid my hair from it being natural, wet, you know, moisten it up with some products and then braid that, add the hair in. If you can tuck it right, if you can get it right, I will pay you whatever. But everyone I found, they have to get it completely straight and it just, it kills me. And I hate it. I feel like those aren't true braiders because I've never (sighs) had anyone want to blow blow my hair out. Like if anything, they're like, you know, as long as it's detangled and dry, like that's it. No, I would assume yeah. you're getting braids. You want it a little thick so it can match the hair That's texture that you're think. braiding into. So, but I don't know. Years. Maybe it's my texture and the your hair is soft as hell. I don't know what I they're know. no. It's, soft. it's that obsession with that ultra sleek, like hella gelled and greased down. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll be watching those videos on Instagram, and I'm like, do you really need that much product? Do you right. really? Right. Like, why am I being slathered down in grease and gel before you braid my hair up? And then the braids are only lasting, you know, two, three weeks because you added the baby hair out. Like, mm-hmm. braid my right. shit up. Okay. <laughs> Put all it in the braids. I don't need braid that out. Shit, you know? <laughs> I have a question about baby hair, too. Ooh, mm-hmm. go ahead. Are we ever going to move past the point of needing to have our edges laid in order for a look to feel put together? In order for us to be seen as put together i feel like sometimes braids on me like depending on the style give me rough like cell block two and i feel like add a little bit to it the edges add a little bit of feminine to it so Great point. I'm just <laughs> look. Um, I'm it, locked up, and I'm still. I'm still in the baby hair community. I need help. I am. We are in a chokehold. You are no longer a baby, ma'am. I know, but like, I feel like it just adds a little bit of you know that pizzazz to it. So I don't know if I'm gonna let go of the baby hairs. <laughs> I feel you. I hear what you're saying, but I'm a, I'm gonna still rock with the baby hairs until I can no more. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, want, I want I want to. My loctician is like, girl, you need to let this go. But I'm like, look, when I'm looking rough and tough with my afro puff, I Love. have to have like right now, I haven't had a retwist in damn near two months. If I had somewhere to go, oh yeah, then baby hairs is covered out because there's no need. 
for you to see what's going on up in here. Okay. Like they do. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like they distract from everything else. They do. You know, they if do. done right, like you want it to be a good distraction, not like, ma'am, them is fucking three inch, four inch baby hairs. You need to <laughs> braid that up, put that in whatever style that you have. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. and I feel like if you got it, work it. But like, I know that some women are like, I'm natural, but I perm my baby hairs. Um, I'm oh, not permitting my that. baby hairs. That's a little, mm-hmm. I don't want to judge, but I feel like that's a little extreme. Like you just need, honestly, I'm going to tell you what the secret is. Get you some gots to be glue. That's just not going <laughs> to Some move. heavy duty. Get the, get the gots to be glue. Don't move. Use it as edge control. I promise you the glue, not the spray. I promise you that thing ain't going nowhere. As long as you lay it down <laughs> and you put the scarf on it, make sure it's dry before you take that scarf on. You're good all day. Because literally nothing else works for me when it comes to edge control. Edge control is a scam. And we're going to talk about all the other products that are a scam when it comes to black hair. This is not going to last. But if you get that got to be glue and this is not a promotion, I'm telling you, it's going to work. Okay. (laughs) Well, who is it on? Whose question is it? Is it my question? That was my question. Um, So, yeah, I think it's back to you. So, yeah, it's your question. Okay, so since we're on the topic of hair care professionals, my question is, what role do hair care professionals play in the black hair experience? Okay, and how important is it to find a trusted stylist? Let me answer this one, because (laughs) let me tell y'all. So when I first went natural, you know, I had different hair patterns, hair textures. No one ever told me like, that's a normal thing. But to me, I felt like I needed to start over. I felt like I could have left that hair in, but the amount of probably like split ends that I had, mind you, I was cutting my own hair with, um, damn kitchen scissors, like meat, meat cutting scissors. So not shears. So I knew like, I just wanted a fresh experience. So I decided that I was going to shave everything off. And when I made this decision, you know, I'm looking online because I haven't really been going to a stylist. I was very heavily in YouTube university when it came to hair for a while. So I decided to go to a stylist. And when I tell you that was one of the worst experiences I have ever, ever, ever experienced. Everyone looked at me weird. They did a like a whole like steam treatment on me. And I was like, you know, I, I went in with a style like my in, in my mind, I was going to have the perimeter of my head short. And at the top, I was just going to have like a very short curly do. Well, the woman that did my hair, she basically almost gave me like a buzz cut. Like I probably had less than an mm-hmm. inch of hair around, which was fine. You know, in the time I at the time, I did not like the way I looked. Because I was like, I don't have any hair to like, you know, give me more of a like a like help with like my facial features or anything. It was just my face. That's it. Like when you saw me, it was face <laughs> only. <laughs> so it was um, a different experience for me, like, you know, not having any hair. And I just remember like the, the whole salon was like dead ass silent. And it was only one woman in there that was like, okay, girl, like I <laughs> So it felt very awkward, but I appreciate what she was doing because she wanted me to feel better about my decision. But everyone else, you know, like Brie, you were talking about how people try to talk you out of it. Like I had three different people like, are you sure you want to do this? You know, like just trying to pump that fear into me. And I was pretty set. I was like, I want my hair gone. Like I want to cut this down. I want it to be shorter. I want to start over. And that experience was 
horrible. Fast forward to now, found my stylist that I used to go to when I was a young kid. And honestly, being in an actual salon changes things. To go somewhere and have someone wash your hair, condition your hair, treat your hair, cut your hair, you know, involve you in the entire process. It's like, you don't get that experience from everywhere. Like not a lot of these so-called stylists are not doing that. So I truly, it, it makes me feel like I'm a kid again, like getting my hair done. And it's honestly appreciated. And it's not something that I would ever want to give up. Now I only see, see my stylist like three times a year. You know, she gives me the tools that I need to like maintain my hair uh, throughout the years, uh, throughout, I'm sorry, throughout the year. And then the times that I'm not seeing her. And I just want to say like, that feeling is priceless. Like being around someone that cares and knows hair, like mm-hmm. you're around them and you're like, you are knowledgeable. Like, you know, your shit. And clearly she does. If she saw me back when I was 10 years old to now being a 32 year old woman, I'm still coming back to the same person. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I wouldn't trade that for anything. So yes, I do believe the stylist matters. People in that industry matter. Um, and they're going to help you along with your journey to making you feel like, I belong here. I know what to do with my hair. This was like all a part of the plan. So yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree for sure. I mean, um, absolutely. I'm sorry, Lo. Go ahead. I want you. I want oh to- no, you're fine. You're fine. I was just gonna add on to that. It's really important, um, especially considering Black culture. We've been identifying through our hair for centuries. You know, like it's a thing for us because our hair is so distinct and unique. We've always identified whether it was through, um, you know, cultural ties, tribal, you know, back in the motherland to black power movement and Afros and black is beautiful and all of that. It's always Mm -hmm. been about our hair. And so having someone to take care of that and maintain it for us is like, so essential to who we are, honestly. Um, I did a, actually created a film back in my undergrad years. I have my bachelor's in anthropology and I created this film all about black hair. And I interviewed uh, black stylists, black women who have, you know, weaves, perm, uh, natural hair, all of the things. And I put it all together in a film and it was such an amazing experience because being immersed in the culture myself and especially back then as a non-natural, it was so like integral to my development now. Mm-hmm. And I only realized that now um, after interviewing all those people and putting that together, it won first place, by the way. Okay. Ooh. 2014. Best ethnographic film. Mm. So, anthropology, mm. right there. Well, okay, well, um, flex. Well, flex, you know. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that process showed me, and this whole process of going natural, like it's so important for us to have like one, at least one stylist that is like really here for our hair health and our hair journey you know yeah i i feel like stylists are the bridge between the culture and the people when it comes to hair and i mean maybe i'm putting a lot of pressure on them 
absolutely be knowledgeable in your field. And I mean like versatile when it comes to the different hair textures and all of this information and the styles. But another layer that people don't really give credit to to hairstylists is like some of them are truly healers and they serve mm-hmm. as therapists and guides and yes. wisdom keepers. You know, so I feel like your bedside manner, I guess, which that's what you want to call it, when someone is sitting in your chair is equally as important as the knowledge you have on how to do the hair, the hair and the health and the maintenance. Like, I'm not saying you got to be chatting me up, but like, I want to feel good energy when I'm with you. We don't have to necessarily talk, but like, I don't want you snatching my head up or like huffing and puffing <laughs> or on your phone or just chewing or baby, I, I'm babysitting while I'm mm-hmm. also getting my hair done, you know, like you ain't paying me. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting a discount right. to hold this sunny nose baby. No shade. But <laughs> you know, like I can't, there's been countless times where I've been in chairs where I'm like, I feel unsafe here. I don't feel yeah. comfortable. Yeah. It's not clean in this joint. One time it was um, a lady in Victorville and her brother was a pimp. Clearly. And they're cheap taking shots. She's smoking weed. She asking me if I want to take shots and smoke weed. I'm like, I just want to get my hair done and go home. (laughs) And I never saw her again. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I can't be in that predicament. You are not putting me in a safe environment. So, yeah, I would say to the stylist listening, just make sure that you are holding space for your people in a way that is sustainable for you, but also safe and mindful for the customer. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, so I referred a friend to a stylist uh, that does my braids and I, it's uh, my good friend's neighbor, right? And, you know, the experience that, the experience that I had is not the same experience that she had. <laughs> <laughs> she, um, she, you know, told me like, I don't know if I can go back. Like I was there for five hours to get a style and I had told her, I was like, you know, this person, she's really quick. You know, I'm in and out three, three hours tops. And she is, you know, she gets it done. Like I've never had my hair done in three hours ever. And individuals at that ever. So uh, her experience was five hours. You know, the person had called her and was like, oh, we need to start late. Cause you know, I got to go do this that, and the other. I got to pick this person up. Uh, they end up taking two weed breaks. Like, oh, I need to smoke. um and then they didn't have any entertainment for her and the person was also a very chatty person so it's like you gotta know who you are you know like referring you know like you can't just (laughs) referring everybody and like what you could tolerate not not a lot of people could tolerate me i could i could tolerate a few smoke breaks when i get my hair done i feel like that's all day i know i'm gonna be with you all day the least I could do is bring me some <laughs> snacks. The least you could do is have some sort of entertainment, whether that's from your mouth or from a TV or something. But again, like I said, you have to know <laughs> these stylists and who you are referring your friends to uh, because they may not be used to that. They may not mm-hmm. think that's professional. It's not professional. But when you got someone that's like, I'll do your hair for $80 and I all I got to do is sacrifice a little bit Say of time. Less. Say less. I'm going to be there. You need a smoke break? Do you need another? $80? What? For butt length? Oh, you got it. You know? But that's not everyone's cup of tea. And that uh, honestly just brought me to like another point. There are a lot of like these like Instagram stylists who are doing things that like, you know, a lot of us can't just learn how to do or we, we, you know, like we, 
we've seen videos and stuff, but we don't execute it like the way that they do. And specifically I'm talking about like lace fronts. So I ended up finding this woman online and I had booked the appointment and I noticed that like the booking requirements were out of this world. That's like, oh, you got to come like this. Oh, you need to uh, submit a deposit and you don't get the deposit doesn't go towards the service. It's like little things like that. And then when I got to the person, you know, they did good work. And when I actually spoke to them, you know, she seemed like a really nice girl. Yes, she had children running amok. Yes, she seemed a little rude over her um, um, Instagram, but like I had already paid the deposit and paid the fee. So I'm like, well, I'm in there. I'm not about to just lose out on that money. But people who are in that profession also need to realize it's all about how you come off. And if I don't like how you come off, I'm not going to want to book a service with you. If every other post you're cursing out, you know, like one of your clients, I feel like it's very unprofessional. You know, if you have issues with people like not showing up to their appointments, I get it. Your time has been wasted, but like, there's a way to go about it. So just Mm -hmm. any stylist out there that, you know, you may be dealing with this, just remember, like, it could be the clientele, but it could also be you. So that's (laughs) it. (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say about that one good advice advice. lastly on the stylist i just want to say this on top of all these things we got work for the stylist i feel like they walking away like okay noted (laughs) (laughs) last thing last thing that is so crucial sometimes we all have bad days i know that i have been musty more times than i would like to admit in my life (laughs) (laughs) but i feel like when you working up in people's face and space Take care of that booty hole. Take care of, you know, what's going on (laughs) in between. Okay, in the breath, in the pics. Because am I wrong for saying this? No, you are not not wrong. wrong. Because (laughs) I don't need to be smelling me and you. If I'm having, you know, and I don't want you to smell me either. Every time I have a service, I don't care if it's a wax. I don't care if it's a massage. I don't care if it's a dentist appointment. Every time I have a service, I'm showering before as a courtesy as a courtesy (laughs) to you you know i don't care if i I have an esthetician friend and uh, the horror stories that i have heard oh same listen i have a friend who does waxes the fact that y'all are going up in there with shit on your literal asshole is beyond Uh me like you wake up and all you care about is getting that wax you don't even care about brushing your teeth washing your cooch none of that um, there are some things that need to change because I listen, it's not always the stylist. It, sometimes it is y'all. A lot of times it is y'all. <laughs> Figure that shit out before you want to request a service. Yes, so I'm mm-hmm. right there with you. Please. And hold the mm-hmm. gas. Mm-hmm. Because hold I'm, the gas. Hold the gas. Because if there's a silent but deadly going on <laughs> and I know it's not me, bitch, I know it's you. <laughs> Yikes. I know okay. I can do this. So. <laughs> yes, oh, please. I imagine. Okay. That line of service is not for me. That would not be for me. I'm so sorry. I would not do well because my stomach problems could never handle it. <laughs> but I'm going to gag. <laughs> and you're going to know it's because of you. <laughs> Get the fuck out of my chair. I'm like, you know what? Go ahead and go. Uh-uh. You got to go. <laughs> okay. I think the next question's on low. Ooh, is it? Okay. Let me see. Let me see. It's about that yeah. time. Ooh. I'm killing okay. this one, by the way. So, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
is good. I'm so jealous. Mm. (laughs) Um, Okay, I would say it's sort of on the lines of hair as well, but also being black. Mm -hmm. And yeah. Have you guys ever been fetishized? And if not, have you noticed the fetishization? I hope I'm saying that right. I I feel like I'm missing a letter or two. Um, Have you noticed that in mixed people, in curly-haired, mixed, biracial people, the fetishization of... Ooh, mixed babies. Oh, light skinned babies. Mm-hmm. Ooh. And of course we can get more into it in our colorism, but it also has to do with hair too. Um, so earlier today when you were talking about like, oh, I, maybe it was you or Brie that had mentioned like there's this mixed race friend and they end up having like a di- different texture. Mm-hmm. To me, that's kind of like a aha. Like you thought you was about to have a loose curly baby, but you got a four C <laughs> coarse haired baby. So mm-hmm. what you gonna do now? Welcome. <laughs> Welcome to the party. Welcome. <laughs> That's Learn a Negro. Love it. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> Not gotcha. Not the gotcha. <laughs> gotcha <bitch>. <laughs> <laughs> Why is that so funny? For sure. No, seriously, go ahead on Shay though. <laughs> um that's honestly what I was thinking about. Um, but I have noticed that, you know, a lot of, I think Brie and I have spoke about this and I actually talked to Jay about this. What I've noticed is like when it comes to darker men, they tend to date lighter women. And then also lighter men tend to date darker women. Definitely. And I feel like there's this thing where it's okay. Well, if I have uh, mixed race children, they're going to look a certain way. Um, just to give you an example, when J and B had their child and there was a picture floating around, it was like what I thought blue Ivy was going to look like versus what she did look like. And they Mm -hmm. had a picture of a loose, like a loose wavy white light skin child that had like a hint of black versus blue Ivy who has, you know, coarse hair in a time. I I think um, the picture that they had used was, um, uh, what is that video where she's in Atlanta? My mama, Alabama. Da-da-da-da. Oh, yeah. Oh, formation. Daddy, Alabama. Formation. Mm-hmm. So the picture of, you know, like Blue Ivy, she's in the church and, you know, you With see her, her, her little afro. And the fact that people have made so many comments about this child, it's like now her hair is probably touching her ass. And that's because her mom didn't decide to do all this nonsense with mm-hmm. her hair, pulling fucking every hair follicle back into a damn <laughs> bun ponytail to put a bow on it to say like, hey, look at my child's hair. I feel like, and maybe I'm going off the subject, but like, I feel like sometimes society makes more, like puts hair in the forefront of black women instead of just putting black women in the forefront. It's like, mm-hmm. we lead with our hair first. And to have a mixed race child, it's like, I have this mixed race child, their hair is going, it has to be a certain way. And then when you end up having a child that does not fit into, you know, the image that you had in your mind, you start questioning it. And my thing is the questions that you have, is it like, damn, I did that all for nothing. Like I had this mixed race child for nothing because I didn't get Mm. the results that I was looking Mm -hmm. for. Can't Mm -hmm. speak on that. I don't have any mixed race children and I'm not a mixed race person myself, but- yeah, that adds to that uh, the fetish of 
ooh, mixed babies. Yeah. Oh, they're going to have curly hair. And then it's like, light skin. do and- you care for the parent or are you trying to sleep with your child? Like, mm-hmm. are you more <laughs> attracted to your child than you are to your spouse? Like, it's it's a little bit weird for me. It is weird. And, Very you know, odd. I've never been fetishized in this way, but I just realized something that I think now I'm recognizing as a fetish. I don't know if you guys ever seen this on TikTok or on Instagram, where it's black dads doing their little girl's hair. Have you ever seen this? Yes, I have seen those videos. I'm putting two, three, four, five, six together. I have never seen a black dad do 4C. It's always a lighter skin, mixed race child. I've never, like... I don't know if you guys have. Have you ever seen a No, I the ones that I've that seen have. have typically been Yeah, have typically been looser curl pattern, lighter skin kid and yeah, that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That whole thing. And I'm just like that's a form of fetishization because it's like I'm going to show you. Oh, look. I feel like okay. How it is online, it's like we're looking at this thing and it's entertainment. But really, when we look through the layers of it, What I see is like, I'm a man doing a child's hair, which means I'm technically not capable of doing this. Weaponized incompetence, which is why it's so popular. Mm -hmm. It's not common, but it's this like, look how manageable this is. Even a black dad can do it vibe versus, Mm -hmm. you know, like I'm passing down love what my mom did for my hair to my daughter. It's almost like I'm blessed to have this like manageable hair that I can even do myself and it's like that's kind of heartbreaking for my inner child to think like my dad could never do my hair he had one time had a white woman do my hair and I'm like this bitch been doing my hair for three hours you know like (laughs) she don't know help me like get her out of (laughs) here what is she doing there is a white woman on uh, tiktok I saw or on youtube she like is getting it right with her little daughter's hair it's cute and I think the daughter's hair is like you know a 4a or a a 3c situation but she's like really you know dabbling in that and I, I really respect that you know honestly I feel like a lot of these women need to do that more. And let me not just say women. So there's two points I'm going to make. I'm going to come back to the black dads, but like just touching on what you just said, if you're going to have a child that is mixed race, it is your responsibility to learn how to care for their hair. Because if not, you risk having a doja cat that hates their hair. And that's not to say Mm, that people who are not risk or I'm sorry, that are not mixed don't hate their hair as well. But I feel like, do you really hate your hair? You were just never taught how to manage it. And we have to give these people grace. Just earlier when we were talking about our experiences, did at any point, did your mother say like, hey, you got to detangle from the bottom up? Okay, this is how you plait your hair before you go to bed. No, they passed mm-hmm. us on off to a salon or they permed our hair to be more manageable. And we took the, that same learning, those same traits and like, continued on that cycle until we decided to say no more like and what we didn't realize that until we were well into our 20s so Mm -hmm. with that I'm just gonna say like we didn't know how to manage our hair so we're still in that process of learning and I feel like if you are gonna have a mixed race child I feel like you should also go through that process of learning yes and then when it comes effort in put the effort in to know Mm -hmm. and then when it comes to like men I don't want to fault mothers but I feel like as a black woman, we're so protective of our children's hair. Like 
when it comes to like boys, we're like, okay, well, I'll pass the boy off to you. You take him to the barber shop, and like I don't have to worry about that. But do we sit down or do they sit down with their partners and say, hey, this is what you need to do. Like, this is what I do in case the inevitable happens. You know, I want you to be able to take care of my baby. I don't want my baby to be out here looking crazy, you know, because we are very big on like looking put together. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what y'all have to say about that, but I feel like it's also the partner's responsibility to bring and honestly, it is the man's responsibility to express interest in wanting to learn how to take care of their children's hair. But I feel like if you are the type of parent who's like, no, I got it. Make sure that you also bring them in as well so they can learn as well. You don't know. You're not, you, you may not, you here today, maybe gone tomorrow. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just make sure that you're teaching them. Yeah, that's a really good point. Yes, ma'am. I don't know if you guys saw my screen. I was trying to test that out. I yes. did see um, your screen. I saw Doja yes, Cat's hair. Doja. Doja. Yes, with the, I love with the that. Kink. It's so pretty, right? It's like really kinky. Like I just wouldn't expect that, which we don't. That's part of the things too is like light skin is usually equated to like your mix mm-hmm. for sure. And you have a certain texture of hair that's more palatable to you know, society, so it, ruin, it ruins the fantasy, the right? It ruins the fantasy when they don't have uh, the status quo hair of, of a mixed race person. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. It's crazy. It is very crazy. And I mean, last thing is, um, it came to me too. I had a little interview when we worked at our old job, Shay. And, uh, you know, we were out of there. We were like, we're done. And I was like, if I don't get this new job, this new position, I'm leaving. And when I went on my interview, we talked about everything under the sun except for the job. And she was like, um, are you mixed with white? And I was like, why would you? Why, why would she ask that? I have no idea. I have no idea. She was like, your hair, your hair, like you have a little bit of Caucasian in you. Like I could see. It. And she was like a Filipino woman. And I was kind of like taken aback by it because I was natural at the time and like I was really focusing on moisture and like my texture did change once my hair became healthy but I wasn't like I gotta change my texture it literally naturally happened over the course of my hair being hydrated to how it should have been right um but I wasn't trying to reach this like loose curl stage and when she Mm -hmm. said that I'm not even gonna lie to you guys. I kick myself in the head all the time. I said, oh, well, thank you, you know? And it was like, why did I say mm, thank you to such a, a- Thank you. You know, I- We're not, We I, don't know. We're so conditioned. Yeah. Wow, yeah. To feel like, oh, I'm now considered the other because of my hair. Right. You know, I you have to give yourself grace because like Lo said, like we're conditioned to think that way. We're conditioned to look at- 4C hair as unattractive. So if you don't associate me with 4C hair, I almost become the better other. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Mm. My and proximity it, to whiteness is closer. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I was just going to mm-hmm. say that. Yes. Yeah. And therefore, I'm a better employee. I'm more trustworthy. Like it was layered because we're in an interview. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm going to say whatever I got to say to get this job. But then when that came up, I was like, I didn't prepare for this interview question. And mm-hmm. I'm desperate. And I said, thank you. When I really should have said that's kind of inappropriate. But yeah. 23 year old me did not have the voice and I have the tools, but okay. I digress. Right. None of mm-hmm. us I want to, I want to, I want to touch on that because like I had, I also had a hair experience while I was there. Like obviously while I was there, I, I went bald. Um, 
<laughs> Sorry, not to say like, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I cut my hair. I <laughs> but um, two things I want to touch on. It's like when we're in an interview process, we're gonna say and do anything to get the job. And at what point are we sacrificing our own self-respect? to do so, to land that position, you know, because like, if, if, I mean, you would be lying if you said like, you never encountered a little bit of racism and was like, mm, I'm going to let this one slide. Cause I need <laughs> I my need bills is, is speaking louder than your fucking, um, whatever it is <laughs> like idiotism. I don't even know if that's a word, but <laughs> idiotism. <laughs> Wait, I don't know if that's a word either. I, I feel don't like know. it should be. It should be. Maybe it's, I don't know. I was thinking of <laughs> I think it is. It's but I don't know, I don't but we're going to roll with that. <laughs> but like right now, I need to pay these bills. <laughs> I need this money. So like we're losing a little bit of self-respect, but I will say that on that same token, you know, our manager at the job that we do, <laughs> She up. I can't. <laughs> Our manager that uh, we both shared at one point in time. I remember there was a time that I had like a high bun, like, and my bun was popping. The bun was cute. I know it was cute, but the fact that the manager at the time had said to me, like, she came out the bathroom, and I think that's what like led me to say this. But she came out the bathroom, and she was like very curious about my bun it looked like a regular ass bun like to black women we knew them we're like okay that bun is sitting on top it's cute that's that's a nice bun but to like the others they were probably like okay this is interesting so when she came out the bathroom i mind you she had not even washed her hands and she had asked me about it she was asking questions about it she's like oh can i touch it and you know i had to think on my toes because i was like you know, maybe in a regular, you know, situation, I would have let you touch my hair, but you just came out the bathroom and my need or my, my germophobia ness is stronger than, you know, my need for this job right now. So I was, I had told her absolutely not. Well, I had said, no, I had made up some lie or whatever that had sat with me. And I remember asking if I could like have a little conversation with her. So we went to the back and I had told her, like, you know, when you had asked me to touch my hair, this is how it made me feel. And I didn't, it, it made me feel like I was some sort of like animal that you just wanted to like pet or something. And she got extremely defensive. She's like, oh, I feel like a jerk. That's not what I meant to do. Like, I, I, I really, you know, that wasn't my intention when I said it. She was saying all these things, but never apologized for how she made me feel. I was like, this isn't about you in that moment. This is about me now because you said these things and that's how it made me feel. So when it comes to like, I don't, I'm not really sure why I brought this point up, but like just going back to the, to the job, like being in a position where it's like, you're going to have curious people always asking about black shit. You're going to have curious people always asking about like, what is it like to be a black person with black hair? And in that moment, it's like, do you say something? Do you stand up or do you just let it roll off? Right. And I'm not going to fault you if you do let it roll off. But there if you're ever uncomfortable, that's your moment to say no more. Yeah. Like it's time to teach you that this is not acceptable. Like you can't keep going through life doing this to people cuz it's not right. Mm. 
I'm so sorry that happened to you. I am. And I have to be honest. I have to be honest. Um, I have a confession. I don't think I ever told you this. And it's about you. But obviously, I got you into that position, which I regret. Mm-hmm. Every day we talk about it. Um, not, like, no. <laughs> not like I regret you working with me, but like working at that job, you know. Um, but when I got when you got interviewed, they immediately were like, oh, yeah, we're going to hire Shay. We love her. She's amazing. Blah, 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 blah. And then you got hired. And I remember you had like a low bun, I think, in your interview or some something yes. like natural. Mm-hmm. And then when you got hired, you had crochets. And I remember it was a big deal because to the, them to them to you wearing to them. And see, this is where no tools, no skills. She comes up to me. She's like charging. She's like, bah, 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 you know, and she's like, we didn't hire her with that hair. And I was like, no, okay, yes. I never oh, told, wow. I never told you this, bro. I never told you. She's like, we didn't hire her with that hair. And I was like, okay, like, what is she supposed to do? What are we supposed to do? Like, I was very confused. I was just kind of like, okay. Like, that's all I could say because I was just taken aback. And she was like, you know, like, I wish she would have interviewed with that hair before. And and it was just like, we had, yo, we could have made so much money out of this joint. Like, this, this, we could have, we messed up. We could have been living <laughs> high off the hog from this joint because I literally had the same issue on my opposite end with a man at that job. I got braids. I don't know where I was going. I think it was a vacation of some sort, Shay. And he comes up to me and he's like, yeah, it's giving, it's, he didn't say giving. He was like, you look like poetic justice, that, that Janet Jackson movie. I don't really like that look on you. And he just like kept at it for days and days and days. And I had to go to HR and it was like this culture of like, these are animals. These are not real people. They are just like pets of the office that we can like pick and pry and shape and mold. And they're like house plants that we trim up and shit. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking person. And I'm dealing yeah. with this type of behavior with a racist ass boss. And it's only us three in here. And that shit fucked with my entire confidence for a long time. And I felt like a fucking horrible friend i still never told her this this happened like six years ago and i was like i'm gonna die if we didn't have this podcast that shit would have been right there with me in my grave in like (laughs) 2080 um (laughs) so you know what no i don't hate you (laughs) no i don't hate you it's just it's so crazy because i had crochets because i was starting a new job but you know what it honestly that just you know, reconfirms like what people will say, like they do not interview with braids. And Mm -hmm. that was actually like one of my questions that I was going to ask y'all, like people do not interview, go on important job interviews with like black hairstyles because they know they'll be discriminated against. And I had regular ass, like they were like chunky twists or whatever. And I had some like regular chunky twists. And just because like, I knew I was going to be getting up early in the morning. I just started this job. I wanted to look good. And like in my mind, they don't understand the layers that they don't understand. In my mind, I'm like, I look great in this hairstyle. I'm happy with this hairstyle. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be easier. It's going to be a lot more like convenient for me. And to hear that they were like, we regret our decision based on her hair. Mind you, we're in a fucking office answering calls. What the fuck does my hair have anything to do with my capability of doing this job? Like, and the job sucked. 
the job was probably the worst job I ever had in my life. Mm. And you're upset that I came in here with some fucking crochets. I'm going to put a damn headset on. Why does it matter what the hell I have on my head right now? And I don't know, like that, that entire experience, I just feel like there was a reason why God put that on my heart to be like, you can't go around saying this to people, like telling my boss that you can't go around asking if you can pet people and touch their hair. It's not okay. And maybe she learned, maybe she didn't learn. Like, I felt like she had a whole lot of issues, a lot of beauty issues, a lot of self-love issues that she needed to unpack and uncover um, herself. So honestly, at this point, it's like, I've already leveled up. I don't give a fuck. And guess what? At my job, I can wear my hair shaven. I can wear chunky twists. I can wear a motherfucking bonnet if I want to. Fuck (laughs) y'all. And your ratty, (laughs) shitty ass company anyways. Fuck ya. (laughs) Period. How about that, bitch? No. (laughs) Great way to end that rant. I love that. (laughs) Right. Mm, Well, that was actually so. There's so many layers to that, man. It's deep. And I mean, our hair. It's not going to end with us, you know? It's not going to end with us. This is going on right now for somebody else. So, Mm -hmm. sending my love to all the listeners out there who are currently dealing with this. I pray that you find peace, that you find a place of acceptance in your workplace. Um, But I don't have any more questions for tonight. I don't know if you ladies do. I do have another question. Do you have another question? Um, on the topic of hair Mm -hmm. specifically um, not on hair Uh, I know that we were really uh, tearing into hair so I kind of want to like end this on a more positive note so I want to my last question would be what has been the best advice you've received as it pertains to hair care and if you don't have the best advice what has been the best compliment that you've received as it pertains to your hair it's tough because we don't want to take growth always as a compliment because short, super, super short, super tight coils is beautiful too. And we want to like condition ourselves that way to believe that. Uh, but I've, I don't know. I get, it brings me joy when people compliment, you know, how quickly my hair has grown uh, because it is such a tight coil and I did just cut it off how many years ago now maybe two maybe two mm-hmm. two and a half and it's very long you know minus shrinkage when you kind of <laughs> pull it pull it down it's you know by the pits uh so it's grown a lot and I feel like that is a sign of health and that I've been able to take care of it so when people compliment me on that it's like okay I know I'm doing something right. I'm taking care of it the way I should. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to equate length to beauty or receive you know a what compliment. I, mean? I receive and it and it's like, okay, it. yeah, there's you. nothing wrong with that. I want to yeah. hear that for you. Somebody mm-hmm. saying your hair is long. You work, you did the work already. You went to the big right. job. You're mm-hmm. out here natural. You deserve to receive. Hell yeah. I grew this shit from scratch. Right. This is I got mine. growing hands. Right. <laughs> and it me. makes it feels so much mm-hmm. it feels good too because I have such a tight texture, a coily mm-hmm. texture. You know, and it's people uh don't think that that type of hair grows. Yeah. And look at you. So, yeah, thriving. Look at you. Yes. I'll be yeah, like it has grown. 
It is long. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I would. I would bask in that because we are so quick to like throw our shit under the bus. Like, oh, it's not that big of a deal for the sake of like keeping a neutral, remaining, you know, um, in tandem and humble mm-hmm. with people. But mm-hmm. girl, there's somebody out there right now less deserving right got probably got extensions in like yep my shit is long Mm -hmm. not even hers you out here you grew this from your scalp naturally and yes i hear you but like i want you to to hopefully it's not trauma you know when you're receiving this compliment but i'm Mm -hmm. so proud of you i'm proud thank you i'm proud thank you so much i second that (laughs) yeah of me (laughs) I would say it was from someone else, not a compliment I received. When I first decided to lock my hair up, um, I was just like seeing locks everywhere. Like, oh, she got locks. She got locks. Oh, oh, oh. And I was in the store one day and I was like, oh, my God. Like, I walked to this lady and I was like, your locks are so amazing. And she looked at me with like surprise and she was like, thank you. And she had been growing her locks for at least like five years. And she was like, honestly, she was like, I do it for women like you. She was like, so when I get compliments like in the store, it keeps me grounded in my journey. Because she was like, sometimes this is difficult, you know? And she was like, so thank you for keeping me on track. And I was like, oh, my God, I almost wanted to cry because I'm like, I see you. And I'm like, I want that for myself. Like, I want to be you. And you are waking up some days like, who the fuck am I doing this for? You know, mm-hmm. and that comes from me having locks now. Oh, I know men are not. You're not going to be treated the same way when you're loose, natural, no. wigged, even braids. Are you crazy? I am damn near right. invisible to some niggas. I am like, <laughs> don't know. I'm crazy. so serious. Yep. You know, and I hear that now in her voice when I'm like thinking like, where did that come from? It was probably all of that weight that you're you're bearing for change you know like people think this is like i said so political so revolutionary so just like ah outlandish you know like you locked your hair up oh my god that's the craziest thing you could ever do (laughs) and that's yeah it's not always that it's not always that it's like i just really like the style like i'm not (laughs) i'm not trying to organize sit-ins i just really (laughs) but they do your hotep episode i think you said it Bree. where (laughs) men will approach you like what's up my African yes, my Nubian yes. goddess. Yeah, like, bro. Like, it's not even all about <laughs> chill, 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 chill. We, we <laughs> walked down the street in the summer of last year, and this car pulled over. It was a black man and a, a black woman. And he's like, Black love. I love to see it, my people. And he like gave us a fist, and we were like, Okay, okay. But when he drove off, I was like, You know, that's because we got locks. And now <laughs> right. that we're a couple with locks, oh my God completely different treatment oh i see what y'all out here doing okay okay and i'm like no one paid attention to us before but now that we both have locks it's like this political thing people think we're fucking bonnie and clyde out here like Mm -hmm. and then we'd be like yeah we do psychedelics and you know we try to grow our own i knew it (laughs) i fucking knew it (laughs) it doesn't help the cause feel it (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Yeah. That was your last question, Shay. What's your, what's your question, Lo? Um, oh, I didn't even answer. How oh, shit, shit, me? shit, oh. shit. You're right. You're right. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Um, okay, so the advice, the best advice or compliment, I'll really say the best compliment that I can ever receive at this point in my hair journey is when people ask me for product recommendations. I think I feel like I'm on point. Like I have a really good curl day. I have a really good hair day, just in general. And people are like, "What products are you using?" And I'm like, you want to, you, you trying to be like me, you trying to be right here. Like, I, am I doing the damn thing? You know? And I will say that I get the most compliments when I wear my natural hair, hair, her, <laughs> when I wear my natural hair vest, uh, versus any other style. And I feel like that's all I really wanted. Like, it's nice and all to get, like get compliments. But when someone says, this is my favorite hairstyle on you and it's my shit. Mm-hmm. like you, you that's it like you don't even have to say anything else because i'm just like all right so everything else is cool but when i'm here in, the, in my natural state you fuck with me and that's i love that so mm. that is the best compliment you can ever give like if they don't got their natural hair on please stop saying this is my favorite hairstyle on you because that's just gonna have them continue on with the wigs and the weaves and the braids and you hiding their hair because they just they don't feel like it's acceptable by their peers so mm-hmm. yeah be careful with your comments i agree mm-hmm. great advice thank you thank you mm-hmm. all right now low what's your last question <laughs> my last question i don't have any more questions for here okay no more for here lots okay. for um colorism our next topic <laughs> oh lord okay so yes. so give me some question what it i know you wanted to really touch on colorism so go ahead and give mm-hmm. it to us okay you ready i think Hey, community. Thanks for checking out part one of Good Hair. As you could tell, we had a little bit too much fun and we needed to break this up. Make sure to tune in next week for part two. And do remember, it is the last episode of this season. But with that said, have a great week and we'll see you next time.